Yo. Yo. My voice didn't work right there for a second. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Natural Habitat Podcast yet again. Real quick before we get started, I want to thank everybody for all your support, everybody for listening, everybody for telling your friends. We have a little listener base, which means that somebody is paying attention, and that that changes everything, you know? I don't know if uh, I don't know if you could tell from listening to these podcasts. I don't think so. I hope not. But I have been going through a lot in life lately. Been going through some shit, some hard times, and this really helps. I mean, this is like a, this is an escape for me. It's kind of like a therapy. I talk about a lot of things that I don't talk about in real life on this podcast. Even though this podcast is real life, I somehow separate them. And I'm like, oh, I just, I'll, talk, I'll tell the podcast. I'll tell the podcast what's going on. Everything will be fine. And uh, I'm really thankful for all you guys. So if you're out here and you're listening to this, thank you. And I love you. And we got a special show for you today. Um, we're going along with our recent themed episodes. If you've been listening over the past couple months, you know that uh, we started doing, uh, we're going to start doing Omniology Project episodes once a month, which is the study of everything macabre, macrab, macabre, macabre, I don't know. It's the study of spooky shit. And then another time, once a month, we're going to be doing Church of Cranibus episodes. Now we have a few in the catalog you can go listen to. This is us attempting to start our own weed-based religion so that we can gain tax-exempt status. So, myself, Brother Waffles, we're going to be smoking, we're going to be talking weed, we're going to be forgetting what we're saying, we're going to be going on sidebars, getting sidetracked, side-side. So, here it is. No ads today, just a podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Forgot that you're you're in No Worries. (laughs) No Worries Wilson. Yeah. They call me No Worries Willie over here. This guy's a fucking No Worries Willie. (laughs) That means you don't wear condoms. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. No Worries Willie. Oh, shit. You want to have an impression off? Oh, sure. All right. Uh, I'll go first. All right. This is how we'll do it. One of us will do an impression. You have to name who the person is and then do the impression. And then the other one uh, has to try to do the same person and match it or do better. All right? Okay. And we'll alternate. So uh, first I'm going to do – I'm going to do Robert De Niro. Are you ready? All right. Hey, I'm walking in. (laughs) There we go. What do you got? Wait, analyze this. (laughs) Who? Me? You you talking to me? Did you do Christopher Walken? (laughs) Is that Christopher Walken? Yeah, that's okay. It's your turn next, so you pick someone. Um Bill Clinton. Okay. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Uh, not bad. Let me see. <coughs> hey, hey, baby, you like the saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Elvis. <laughs> yeah, that's a little Elvisy. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do Daniel Radcliffe. All right, Harry Potter. Oh, okay. All right, ready? But I don't want to have a spotty. I want to go to school with more chaps. <laughs> and learn wizardry. <laughs> okay, let's see how you do. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, go. Alakazam! 
Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. I think we were pretty close. We were tied on that one. All right, this is an impression of uh, a New Zealander that found out that he's late for work. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oi, noi. Oi, noi. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> oh, no, my man. Oh, oi. <laughs> oh, no, my man. <laughs> oi, no, my man. I think mine's better. Yeah, I think it is. Just because uh, there's more words. <laughs> th this is Dirty Charlie doing Cartman. Hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, dog. That's my papa. <laughs> <laughs> hey dog, respect my daughter. I don't drink soda. You call him Dr. Jones, doll. Is that racist? Uh, yes. It's racist to use that voice. Apparently, I got some crazy accent when I went into the uh, the Asian area of the <laughs> restaurant the other day. <laughs> really? You, you appropriated their culture? Yeah, it was kind of bad. <laughs> and I was like, like, oh, yeah, a noodles and rice. Oh, no. And we get <laughs> some of this sauce, and, and we... We will throw it all in the walk. And I'm like, I need to stop. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I was at I was at uh I was at Don Pedro's Mexican restaurant. Shout out to Don Pedro's in whatever city. I'm not gonna say the city. Uh there's probably millions of Don Pedro's. But I was there and the person in line in front of me was this like older white lady. And she like was putting on a like a like a like a Mexican flair, like a little accent to her English words as she was ordering her food. Like she would like draw things out and be like, "Can I get a burrito?" A <laughs> <The> tortilla. <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> and then and then I know because she she was like on her phone before she placed her order. And she was just talking in her normal voice. And then she got up to the thing and then it's like, that's not that's that's not how that works. Like <laughs> See, I say let me get burrito and let me get extra nacho and make a carnizata for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like and then you turn around and be like, Yo home, so so we're hitting that uh that monster track truck rally later, right? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> like if I was in line on my phone and I was like, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be there uh, probably around 4, 4.30. All right, yeah, sounds good. All right, I'll call you then. And then I walk up, and then there's a black guy at the register, and I'm like, hey, what up, dog? <laughs> and he'd be like, everybody would look at me funny. Everybody. So why is it okay for this old white lady to do it to this Mexican guy? It's not. It's not, and it's not okay for you to do it in the Chinese restaurant either. I know. I shouldn't assume what type of Asian restaurant you were in. That's my fault. I was in a grocery store in the Asian aisle. <laughs> this fucking my image of what was happening like totally dissolved like <laughs> and turned into this other thing like in my head you were like in my head i imagined like some sort of like kurt russell like chinatown escape from la kind of situation you know what i mean yeah. Like, like, like really old building, some sort of like old Chinese guy. And you're like, cause I don't remember what you said in the beginning, but it was, you didn't say you were in a restaurant or you might've said restaurant. No, no. I, I said grocery store aisle. You didn't say grocery store aisle at first. You said you were in the Chinese section. And then I immediately <laughs> went like Chinatown in Portland. If that's a thing, like the Chinese section. Thing. So when you said the Chinese section, I, I assumed in my head for some reason I built up this whole part of town that was like the like the fucking like you know the ball lanterns hanging from windows ducks like all burnt and stuff that's, Kurt Russell big truck that's 
that's more racist than than me <laughs> mocking the language. <laughs> that is really racist, huh? My envision, my. But I, I, I've never been to Chinatown. I've only seen it in movies, which is a racist you, interpretation. You've never been to a Chinatown? Never. I've never been to a Chinatown. They're really not that racist of interpretations. No. No. See, I have no idea. I mean, I mean, they're a little gaudy, yeah, but. I've been to Chinatown in Grand Theft Auto. There, I think there was a Chinatown in one of those games. Yeah. Or, uh, or maybe it was uh, Saints Row. You were never like Chinatown in like uh, San Francisco. No, I never. I never been there. Oh, I've been. I've been, to, I've been to San Francisco, but I've only been to like two places in San Francisco. I went to Kirby oh, Cove, and I went to uh, somewhere else to the wharf. The food, the food there's dank. Yeah. See, see. Are you saying see like look or see like yes? See like yes. Okay, just making sure. Um, welcome everybody to a very special episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast because this is a Church of Cranibus. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> we hope that everybody out there is having a great day, feeling positive. Feeling the love. The Church of Cranibus is uh, is something that we started. This is a church, and the sole purpose of it is to get us tax exempt status. If we get so many people on board on this church, then we become. Oh, you were jamming out, huh? Here, sorry about that. Let's put it back on. That's fine. If we get enough people to join our congregation, then we become tax exempt. And we don't have to pay taxes anymore at all as people or as a business. And that seems legit as fuck. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fear pimping out there in religion. A lot of people telling you, don't do this. Don't do that. You're going to go to hell. You're always being watched. Well, we're here to tell you that you're free to be yourself because we take you as you are. We take the tall, the short, the fat. The skinny, the old, the young, but not too young, because you have to be 21 to smoke legally. And I don't really think that you should smoke when you're too young anyway. I mean, I shouldn't say that because I did, and it's kind of hypocritical, but I feel like when when it comes to like heavy smoking, that you should wait till your brain's developed. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Develop your brain, kids. It's your, well, most yeah, most important, it's your most you important you asset. You shouldn't be polluting a growing brain with anything. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes for sugar, too. Everybody fucking shoving yeah. sodas down their kids' faces. You know, you're like, you're conditioned right away and taught to be addicted to sugar. Yeah. So these are the things that we're against. We're against sugar and we're against large consumptions of marijuana when you're young. But hey, you're young. You got it. You only live once. Experiment. Have fun. Do what you want. But don't pollute your brain, like you said. Yeah. That's all you got. I got a polluted brain over here. <laughs> so do I, and I'm about to pollute my brain some more with some of this tree, some of this deadhead number two. Still on that dead kid. It's it's been weeks, and I've been smoking this dead kid, and I've been loving it. So. What we do here is we spread love, we spread positivity. Whenever you hear this music, we're going to be praying. And the way that we pray and spread that love is through the art and the spirit and the joy of cannabis. Our Lord and Savior, the plant, it grows. Amen. Amen. That's right. It grows, it dies, it gives life to us connects with our cannabinoid receptors in our brains and everything becomes uh, everything becomes amenibus you got anything to add brother waffles you're just jamming out over there <laughs> I, I am pretty much all I can hear is the music so I'm just like in it <laughs> <laughs> maybe the music's too loud maybe I'll turn it down a little bit um we have uh we have some uh some great topics today. Um one that I've been thinking about a lot 
But before we get into that, um, I want to tell a little story about these uh, these four guys. I don't really know much about them. Tell this little story all about how my, my life, life got flipped, got turned, upside, flipped, turned down. upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to take advantage of sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the new it's the new music for the Prince of Bel Air theme song. The Prince of Bel Air. I left out a vital the fresh Prince of Bel Air. Sorry right. about that. He's uh, not only I, a prince. Uh Will Smith is petitioning to be Uncle Phil in a remake or movie of the the show. He's petitioning? Yes. Why? <laughs> he he wants to be Uncle Phil. So he asked them, and they were like, "We're not interested, Mister Smith. You can go ahead and move on." And then he was like, "Well, I'm gonna make it happen, and I'm gonna start a petition. Why can't it just happen?" I I don't know. Maybe it is. Seems I'm like just it. Saying. <laughs> like seems like my information might be a little flawed. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I see that now. <laughs> but either way, if there is a petition, I'm gonna sign it. And we'll put the link of it in the description of this podcast. So look for it down there. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. These guys. Yeah. <laughs> There's these four guys. And I'm going to tell you a story all about how their lives got flipped, turned upside down. Uh, they're, I, I wish I fucking had their name, but it's these four guys that make uh, live-action PUBG reenactment videos. So, oh, yeah. So for people out there that have played PUBG or know someone that's played it or seen the gameplay at all, this is, if you play the game, this is one of the greatest things ever made. It's these guys dressed up in PUBG gear, running around through fields, just reenacting things that happen in the game all the time. Are you looking up what their name is? Um. Yeah. The PUBG Logic, yeah, Supercut. Pu- PUBG Logic is what it is. Mm-hmm. So if you look that up, you'll see it. And uh, I've been getting down on this, and like, it's just such a great idea for for like a YouTube. Like, I don't know where they're making it. I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, and that was a supercut of them all put together. But wherever they're making this and releasing it, it's a great idea. Because they're putting in, like, it has some good production to where... It does. It does have fairly good production. Yeah. And then, but then at points it'll be cheesy. Like, there'll be, like, little cheesy gun flash fires. But their guns all look super legit. And uh, all the shit they're wearing looks dope. The Like, the the footage looks really clean. And it's, like, such a great idea because... The whole world is playing PUBG. At at one point, it was like one in one in a hundred people in the world were currently in a match in PUBG, which is insane. <laughs> uh, that that is pretty insane. So anybody that's played it has most likely looked up YouTube videos about it. I have, you have. Yeah. Before I played it, I started watching YouTube videos just to check out the gameplay and figure out, kind of get a head start on it before I get in it. And then after I started playing it, I started watching like crazy kill streaks and Shroud's videos and stuff like that. So yeah. PUBG's in my YouTube search and it just organically linked me with these guys' video. Boom. Done. So that happened with you know, a billion people that all got exposed to this reenactment video. Perfect timing. Blew up. One of the biggest things. It's really well made. Hella funny. And it's that like that lightning in a bottle kind of thing. Cause you know, I've, I've seen it. I've seen very similar things done in other fashions, say with like RPG games. Yeah. You, you see the, the the bard or the hero or whatever coming up and trying to buy something from the merchant. Uh-huh. And it's just like some creepy dude who's standing there going, I have goods to sell. And he's like, yeah, I know. I want to buy something. He's like, I have goods to sell. <laughs> and the guy's like, 
did it really freeze? Mm, I have goods to sell. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, it froze. Mm. Mm, I have goods to sell. See, like that. You're right. That has been a genre forever, but it's something about like the PUBG phenomenon and the timing of it. It was just like perfect. Boom, blew up. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I remember the first time I saw one of their videos, I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I've seen. And I could totally I was playing see PUBG for like a week at that point. Yeah. And I could totally see these guys like getting their own show off of this. You know what I mean? Like these, oh, yeah. these four guys getting their own show that's based off of something that's not PUBG, like uh, some new scripted thing. Like Rowan's hella funny. <clears throat> and yes. they, they all have their own like thing. So. Rowan! <laughs> Rowan, don't leave us here to die! Did you see the one where uh, where he like let his teammate die? And he was like... Sabotage? He's like, hey man, you picked up that you picked up that drop earlier, huh? I really wanted that. That sucked. You got the eight times? Yeah, I really wanted eight times. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, check that out if you're playing PUBG. It's the shit. But right now, we're not playing PUBG. We are here in a, in a service of sorts. At the Church of Cranibus. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for everybody out there that is uh, currently at work or possibly some sort of life circumstances make it to where you can't smoke weed. Maybe maybe you, maybe you stopped. Maybe you're taking a break. You're spending too much money. You need to get a job. Whatever it may be. Personal decisions. We're going to smoke for you. Bill's already at it. Oh, yeah. Praying hard over here. Amenibus. Yes, Amenibus. It is another beautiful day to smoke upon the weed and the reaper that was grown on the earth. Mm. Yeah, <coughs> there we go. It's <coughs> 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 real high. That's the point. Uh, uh, yeah, see? Uh, see, Mikey's praying hard uh, here too. Oh shit! I feel the power. I feel the power of cannabis surging through my veins. Ah, I'm like in one of those ah. crazy fucking uh, one of them uh, like like evangelist churches. Can like I a, like shake a plant in your face now. The cannabis hit me on the forehead and was like, "Feel the power!" And I was like, "Ah." <laughs> did, you, did you ever see that video of the televangelist that was like hitting people with a sweater oh yeah i did see that <laughs> god man these fucking televangelists are crazy right it's like right? it's like imagine fucking uh, imagine like a hundred years ago how easy it was for some crazy fuck like that to convince everybody that they were right right there was no internet. There was, there was like, there was nothing. You couldn't fucking, you couldn't go and talk to people about it. Everybody was just as dumb as you were. Nobody knew shit, especially back when, you know, the Bible was law and you still needed a priest to translate the Bible. Right. Like you couldn't even read the Bible. You didn't read the, the language. It was written in fucking Hebrew or whatever, whatever it was. I'm not sure. Hebrewish. Hebrewish, Hebrewish, and uh, you know everyone's fucking up here reading Yiddish, and you read English. So the pastor or the priest or whatever is the only one that can translate it and tell you what it means. And just to have that one guy in charge, and all the history of all these people being corrupt. You know, there obviously there's good people that get into the church that want to help people, and you know, good on them, but. There's also bad people, and in that time, it's fucking crazy. And to be an evangelist preacher now, in 2018, and to have people disregard all the information that's out there and come to you and give you all, your, all of their paychecks, and you fucking talk in tongues. That's just how the world works, man. Some people want to have a snake shaked in their face. 
Some of them want want to be coddled and told told that however much they pay is exactly what's going to get them into heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them want to be fucking scolded and told that they're dirty pieces of shit and that they have to pray and give more money or they won't make it to heaven. So Catholics, that's the last one that you... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Pretty sure that was Catholicism. You know, e- either way, the majority of religions are obsessive and they want you to do this and want you to do that. And it's like, just, just smoke some weed about it, man. Yeah. It's all like, yeah, just smoke some weed about it and you'll feel a lot better and a lot more connected to people. And you'll realize that we're all, we're literally all the same. Every single one of us is, is the same. We're all part of the same network. We're all connected. We're all made out of the same shit. We're all atoms just arranged in different ways and we're we're the the universe manifested and interacting with itself so you and me are the same thing and we're talking to each other through skype right now but we're that same energy like I, i i like to think of it like if you were to take like a ball like a like a ball of light and then put a blanket over it and have a bunch of pinholes in the blanket and all of those pinholes are us and we all think that we're special and that we're our own little beam of light but it's really one concentrated light underneath see what i'm saying i'm high yeah but does that you know (laughs) no no that makes sense yeah so we're all the same shit you know what i mean we're all the same energy didn't we get into a conversation at one point talking about how people were earth poop? Possibly, but yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> we're, we're just byproducts of the planet. Uh-huh, and then we go back into it. Yep. Well, not some people don't. Well, I mean, yeah, when you put something in a box, they, I mean, they're going back in it. But Yeah, but I mean, some people, you know, get shot out into space. Pretty sure there's a few dead bodies in space. And that sounds kind of cool. I don't. I don't think I'd be against that. That would be sweet, um, right? It's like that's like the ultimate Viking funeral. I w- I want to be put. I don't want to be touched. When when I die, I just want to sit there. Right where I want you die, to, like leave me be. <clears throat> See, I I like the idea of of being laid out in the woods, just on top of the ground, like suicide forest style, and just you know being able to decay get eaten by some foxes and then kind of sink into the ground and then feed the foliage and have a tree eat me. You know what I mean? Right. That'd be pretty boss. I like that whole like tree thing where they wrap you up in like that bag or like that fungus mushroom bag or something. Oh yeah. And you feed a tree like a little little tree pod. Yeah. And and then they plant you and then like a year later tree pops out and it's you in a tree form. Yeah. Super weird. But I think that's cool. That's cool too. I don't know. Is that is that a real legit thing or was that just a concept? No, that's a real legit thing. So they're um, actually doing it now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me see if I can figure out the uh the technical name for it. Tree what pod. Do you mean the pe- right. <laughs> tree pod. Tree coffin. Tree coffin. Tree coffins. Yeah. Right? I think that's what they'd be called. Yeah, that would be I think uh, probably a like a term that you could use to search for it at least. Well, yeah, it was the second thing to pop up. Biodegradable living urn. Living urn. Living urn. The living urn is a patent-pending 100% natural urn and planting system that transforms the cremated remains of your beloved pet into a beautiful, enduring plant. <laughs> oh, well, that's for pets. <laughs> okay. So so it's the same kind of concept, though. It's like a... Biodegradable biodegradable burial pod turns your body into a tree yeah yes yeah yeah when you die can you be turned into a tree see but bio bio urns yeah that's exactly what it is they'll do it for animals and adults for people that sounds that's different from what i thought because your ashes are feeding the tree so it's like your ashes I, I would assume don't have as many nutrients as your full dead body would. Well, then we also have uh, Capsula Mindy is an egg-shaped pod that there we go. which is a, 
which is a buried corpse or ashes, can provide nutrients <clears throat> to the tree plants above it. They call it a capsule mundi. There we go. World's capsule in Latin. That's the one that I, mean, I was thinking. Yeah. That's the same exact one I was thinking about, too. So for people that haven't seen this, it's it's like a like a little egg-shaped pod that they bury underground, and it has a tree and root system on the top of it. And it uses your, you know, the surrounding soil and your dead body for nutrients as it breaks down to feed this tree. And then your body goes into this tree, like all of your nutrients and you know, carbon and all that shit feeds the tree. And then now you're the tree. So that's yeah, exactly. It's pretty crazy. It's, you know what? It, it almost reminds me of like a, like, like a reincarnation hack. Like someone's like, you know what? If you're not sure about reincarnation and you want to come back as, as a tree, we got you. You coming back as a tree. You love trees. Here we go. Right. Who don't love trees? Who? I mean, they give oxygen. Yeah. And we're always, uh, we're always being told that trees are alive. And they are. Ooh, they are, boy. Oh, yeah, very much so. Especially back home where we have the um, live oaks. Mm-hmm. Those trees are mad alive. <clears throat> I was listening to this. Uh, do you listen to Radio Lab? Sometimes. I was listening to Radio Lab, and there was this episode called Smarty Plants. And they I were like uh, they were talking about all these all these ways that plants communicate with each other and shit. And like neural networks that they use with, uh, with like fungi in the ground. I don't think neural networks was the right word. I think that's a brain, but networks in the fungi that they use to communicate with each other. And, mm-hmm. uh, there was this, this woman did this experiment where she had set up, um, these plants, these pea pods. And she would have like a, it was based off of an experiment that this dude did with his dog. And it was to see if he could get his dog to relate a bell with food. So he would ring a bell and then feed his dog a steak and do that a bunch of times. And then he would eventually ring the bell and his dog would start salivating as if there was meat in front of him even when he wouldn't put the steak down and there would be no steak at all. So his dog wouldn't just get excited. He would actually react to the steak. So, so he proved that he could, you know, condition a dog to relate a sound, something that's unrelated to food. So she tried to do the same thing with plants, the food being sunlight and the sound being a fan, like a little miniature computer fan. Yeah. And she would turn the fan on and off and they wouldn't react to the fan at all. And they like didn't care that it was there. So she would set up this little LED light. They were in this dark room. She would put this LED light and the fan from the same angle and turn the fan on and then turn the light on. And the plants would stretch out as if they were, you know, going towards the light, how plants do on a windowsill, how they'll, like, reach towards the light and open up during the day. Yeah. So they'll stretch out towards whatever way the the light is coming from. They'll stretch towards the light. Then she'll move the light to the other side, do the experiment again, fan first, light second. They'll stretch towards it. And then eventually she just turned the fan on and then left them in there with no light. And then she went in there like the next day and they were all stretched out towards the fan as if light was going to come any second. So they had learned to relate when this fan kicks on and I feel this, then light's about to hit me. So I'm going to get ready for the light. And that's crazy as fuck. Cause they don't have brains, but they figured that shit out. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You know, you heard of the, uh, the mushroom suit. Speaking no. of, of ways to dispose of your body and fungus, uh-huh. um, it essentially allows you – it. here, what does this say? The mushroom, it's like lined with a bunch of uh, spores and um, 
they ba- they basically like put your body in the ground or above the ground and the spores use your body as nutrients and spread out around you. Dang, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's also creepy. Very Be- much so, yes. Because uh because mushrooms can there's like certain types of mushrooms that can survive in the vacuum of space and at like extreme temperatures. And there's a theory that mushrooms actually came from another like part of the universe on like an asteroid. Some spores hit the earth, just a spore covered asteroid, spread the spores out. And now we have this fungus because it's different from any other thing on the planet. It's not like uh, any sort of plants or, or anything like that or mold or anything. I remember hearing something about how uh, in in all these different like in all these different plants or something, there's like a like a genome structure of its like DNA strand, right? Yeah. And the fiber is always in the like I don't remember exactly, so I'm just gonna kind of say it, but this is wrong, okay? Yeah. So let's say there's a strand and in everything the fiber is in the first spot. Like number one is a fiber molecule. And <clears throat> that like is in everything, like broccoli, trees, all these different things. Two things that are super similar, what I said. Little trees, big trees. But in mushrooms, the fiber is in the fourth spot and not in the first spot. So it's different in the genome structure. And they and they don't know why. So the theory is that it's actually an alien thing. So that'd be creepy to get eaten by an alien fungus when you die, right? To help our planet. Mm-hmm. Which one would you choose if you had to choose today and write it out in your will? Which one would you choose? Would you the tree. choose most definitely the tree? Yeah, the pod, the underground pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so too. That way, my grandkids could come over and be like, "Look, it's Pop Pop." Mm-hmm. You could be like, like the, you'd be like the Giving Tree. Yeah. Didn't he get cut uh, down? I don't know. Didn't he cut him down? And I think that you don't remember the Giving Tree. No. It was like a kid's book about this tree, and this kid would like go to it all the time, and it like gave him shade, and then like it was like hot one day, and it gave him shade, and then it was he was hungry one day, and it gave him fucking an apple. And then uh, he, like, had a girlfriend, and it gave him, like, a spot to, like, carve, like, a little heart and, like, their initials. And then, like, it got, like, dark. And then at the end, I want to say that he gave him his, the whole tree so that he could build a house, like, for his family. And he built a house out of the tree, and the tree was gone. And it was, like, super fucking, I'm like, I'm scared now. This scared me. Look, we're here to be positive, okay? (laughs) The giving tree is not a thing that you should let your kids read. I'm sure that there's some sort of some sort of moral in there, but it's too dark. Way too dark. We're here to brighten things up. Right. I do pray. Pack these snaps all day. Amen of us. Everybody out there, burp, burp. Burp, burp, burp. I want you to try something. I want you to go next time you see someone in your life. It doesn't have to be a, a stranger, you know what I mean. Just maybe someone you see at a at the at like the grocery store, or someone you work with, or someone you see a lot but don't really talk to a lot. I want you to go up to them next time you see them. And I want you to ask them, hey, how are you? And they're like, good, man. How you doing? Be like, no, how how are you? And they're like, I'm fine. And be like, how are you? They'd be like, um, you know, it's, uh, just been working. And then go, how are you? How are you? How and then slap are them right you? in the mouth. Put, take off your, okay, first put on gloves. That's step one. And then take off your glove and slap them in the face. And then say, how are you? And if they're like, what the fuck, bro? Then pull out $100 or 
or ten dollars, whatever you can think afford. That's where you were going with that. Pull out a hundred dollars <laughs> and give it to him. And be like, "How are you now? How are you now?" Take off your other glove. Give them both gloves and be like, "That's a gift." And then leave. I want you to just try it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> it might it might be a profitable thing for for them. It might help them. Maybe might, they might need benefit, it. Might benefit them emotionally and mentally, and and maybe they need some kind of stability like that. Look, you some, don't know. Just yeah. be nice. Sometimes you need to be slapped out of it in a kind way, and you need to be given gifts and money. Some maybe that guy maybe that guy's behind on rent. You know what I mean? Maybe his daughter needs fancy gloves. Maybe, uh, maybe the other thing I said. So, you know, just give it a shot. That's all I'm saying. Just be nicer. Spread the love. Um, okay. On to our main topic, finally. Weed. 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 Now, now a lot of people have heard about the Gorilla Glue lawsuit. <laughs> you flying around? Flying around the room? Yeah. Yeah. God. There was these fucking people. I I went and I saw I went and I saw Joe Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe live a couple weeks ago in Bakersfield. I told you about this, but I don't think I talked about this on the show. I think he did. But uh, there was there was like a no phones policy in there. They had the little yonder thing where they locked my phone up. So I was I went there by myself, and I was sitting in between these in betwixt these two people, and it was like this old man on this one side that was drunk and like wanted me. He like wanted me to smoke weed with him. He was like, "You got any weed? Let's smoke it right here." And I was just like, "No, dude, I'm not gonna get. You're not." I don't know you. I'm not going to get kicked out of the show that I paid for and came here for. I just got high outside. I'm fine. <laughs> right. And then the people next to me on the other side, it was this lady next to me and then a dude next to her. And they were on like their first date, uh, according to their conversation that I was heavily, uh. I was heavily eavesdropping on this conversation because I didn't have a phone. So I was like, I was bored. I couldn't scroll through my phone like I normally would do when I was nervous and like, you know, I was sitting there with a lap full of candy, reeking like weed, <laughs> high as fuck. Just like there was no, you know, no room for anything. So everything was piled in my lap. And I was just like, just some guy alone. i like, uh, and fucking feeling all super awkward and shit. So they're talking and I just listen to their conversation, right? Yeah. These people had like zero substance whatsoever. There was nothing. Either they both had like walls up still, which happens. When you're like, when you're first meeting someone and get to know someone, you got your wall up. But it was like, it was a double wall action, if that's the case. And they like, they were having this like weird conversation where uh, he was all like, she was like, so this is the guy from Fear Factor, right? And he was like, yeah, he also, uh, he also like does commentary on UFC. And she's like, that's the fighting thing, huh? And he was like, yeah. And she goes, I don't get that. I don't get it. It's like a guy hits a guy and they fall over and then the guy wins. I don't understand. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, well, you know, like he, he does I'd, like, I'd, I'd have been, I'd have been like, it, sound, it pretty much sounds like you understand by yeah. what you just said. Yeah. You totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> One guy hits another guy. He falls over. The other guy kind of wins. <laughs> yeah. You totally got it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then she was all like, he was like, yeah, bleh, bleh. Then that kind of fizzled out. You know what I mean? It didn't go anywhere. And then she's like, do you like movies? And then that's one of the, one of the tips that it was their first date. Cause like, do you like movies? Like, it seems kind of like just a random thing that you ask someone that you don't know anything about. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I like old movies. You know, I like to watch a lot of old movies. And she was like, oh really? Like what? And then he's all, you know, like, uh, like Rocky. I like Rocky. And she was like, so fighting. And he's like, yeah, he's fighting, fighting. 
And then that fizzled out. And it ended the same way as the first one. Yeah, fighting, <laughs> fighting. Like <laughs> I think they might all they might all end that way. I'm not sure. So then uh so then she's like she's like, uh, do you do you like Lord of the Rings? And he's like, I've never seen them. And she's like, Oh my god, I have all the movies and all the books. And he's like, Really? And she's like, Yeah, I'm crazy. I have them all. I know them all. And it's like, okay, you and billions of other people, like that's not really, like that's not something super original. Like I understand you right. like it, but that's like if I were to say like, like, uh, uh, I don't even, what's, what's like a new movie like franchise that's out like that? Hey, check out my Black Panther shirt. Yeah. What if I was all like, do you like Marvel movies? Oh, I love the Marvel Universe. I'm Bill. I'm Bill. I'm turning into Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, you. I do see, love that's the not Marvel it. Universe. See, but that that's it's deeper. Great. That it's goes a lot amazing, deeper. It's an amazing cinematic experience. It goes a lot deeper. You're right. <laughs> but either way, she she didn't like super geek out. She didn't like talk about why she liked it. She just said something stupid like there's orcs and stuff. There's a lot of orcs. I really like it. And then he was like, okay. And then uh, she was like, was so... Sad. This is my like way late commentary on their relationship, apparently. But that was her sad attempt at going, hey, I watch big things punch each other, too. Yeah, right? She, she thought of the most violent thing that she could think of that, uh -huh. she, that she likes. And she was like, okay, yeah, I like... She's all, she goes, I guess I've seen Lord of the Rings before. And then she's all, it's my favorite thing. I have all the movies and all the books. And she's like, fuck, now I got to go to the store <laughs> and learn this thing that he doesn't even care about. Right. So uh, she, he's like, he immediately changes the subject. She, she's all like, I have all the movies if you want to come over and watch them sometime. And he's like, yeah, no, thank you. And then uh, he was like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, do, do you like The Matrix? And she was like, I love The Matrix. And then he's like, I feel like I'm Neo sometimes. Okay, now this is where this is where it goes. This is where it gets strange. Okay, she goes. He he's like, I feel like I'm Neo sometimes, and she's all, Oh yeah, are you flying around up there? <laughs> what the fuck, right? That's like the most obscure reference. That's like that's not. And when I think of Neo, I don't think of him yeah. flying and bending the rules of gravity. I think of being in a simulation and like the chosen one and like all these different things. So then they laugh. Then they have this real long laugh about her great joke about flying up there. And and then it's done. They don't talk about, they, they finally found something that they were like, we both love the Matrix. And then they didn't talk about why they love the Matrix. They didn't talk about Keanu Reeves. They didn't talk about simulation theory. They didn't go into it at all. They were just like, hey, so, ooh. and I was, I, I think I audibly made a noise at that point because they stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at it, I think I might've like, I might've tipped them off. But, uh, but either way, horrible experience, horrible people. I don't know why I started telling that story. Right, but if you guys are out there and if you guys are listening and you were at the Joe Rogan show and you were seated in orchestra right <laughs> row seventeen seats one and two, then I hope you guys make it. You know what I mean. I hope it works out for you. Everyone's looking for do, love. Do you, do you do you think they got got some naughty naughty that night? Uh, I think probably yeah. Just, you think they did the sex? I don't. I don't think. If if I were basing it off of the date and how it went, I say no because she didn't seem like she liked a lot of the show. There was a there was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of like anti feminism stuff that was going on, and she was like yeah. she had the like ah, 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 response to some of it, but then she laughed at a lot of it too. But I think that just because of the pure desperation. And both of these people that they definitely had some awkward sex that night. <laughs> Noise. That they both, you know, most likely regretted. But hopefully it all works out. So orchestra right, row seventeen, seats one and two. I hope it works out. 
And I hope that you guys find love with or without each other. <laughs> and that's a true prayer from the Church of Cranibus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're talking weed. There we are. The Gorilla there Glue. The Gorilla Glue lawsuit. <laughs> We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. It's funny because. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll there. get it. We'll got it. It's funny because this will <laughs> be the name in the description of the episode is what we're going to talk about right now. And it's, it's easily an hour in. Right. So people just have to, you know, get through it. Just You'll, stick in there, homie. You got it. Stick in there. You get it? You get it? Because of Gorilla Glue? Yep. Ah, I'm, <laughs> funny. I'm a punny fucker. You did it on accident. All right. Gorilla Glue, uh, Gorilla Glue Adhesives, which is a company that makes, uh, you know, glue and tape. I'm pretty sure they're known for their duct tape. Isn't there like a Gorilla Glue duct tape? I, I think they're more so known for their glue. On account of them being called Gorilla Glue. Yes, but isn't their but, duct their duct tape special because it uses their glue? Yeah, their duct tape. <laughs> they are they are kind of well known for their duct tape. But see, I don't before really before that. Before that, they were a glue company for a long, long time. Yeah. See, I don't I don't use glue as much as I use tape. I use tape way more. Oh, you mean futuristic strip adhesive? Yeah, <laughs> the future metallic strip adhesive. Yeah. So I use that a lot more than I would use glue. I don't. I mean, I've used glue maybe, maybe once in the past five years. Oh fuck, man! I use glue all the time. You got always, kids? I, I glue shit together. Yeah, but it, it's like I can't remember the last thing I glued it's, together. It's how I keep my life put together. <laughs> See, I tape my life together, so that way I could just keep adding tape. Hey, you can I go, add more I go tape on top of tape, tape on top of tape. Just keep wrapping it, keep wrapping it. <laughs> Nobody will see. Uh, I've squeezed it in all the cracks so many times that there's a full layer of glue all around my body now. Mm -hmm. We'll be good. So uh, this adhesive company, uh, Gorilla Glue, has sued this cannabis business who uh who created and is selling and marketing the strain gorilla glue number four so there is also a gorilla glue number one two three and five i believe but uh i know oh wait maybe just one and five but either way gorilla glue is a is has been a huge strain for the past i don't know i don't know how many years it's been a while it's been, yeah, it's a while. been a while now. Yeah. And it's been a while. <laughs> this is uh one of those strains that is like top shelf. Everybody talks about it. It's one of the modern day it's like a modern day train wreck, I would say. The same yeah. kind of phenomenon. Yeah. Well, Gorilla Glue is like uh-uh-uh. 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 They're like the computer in Jurassic Park. You remember that? Uh 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 and you're like no shut up computer wait is it wait there there's a super cut of it right there uh 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 you didn't say the magic word uh 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 you didn't say the magic word uh 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 oh my god mm-hmm an hour of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just plays for an hour. Uh, so that's what that's what Gorilla Glue said to Gorilla Glue. They said, uh-uh-uh, you did say the magic word, and that is Gorilla Glue, and now we're going to sue you for it. Sue ya. And they did, and they won. So Gorilla Glue, the weed strain, has to stop using the name Gorilla Glue has to stop using anything that has a gorilla in the logo. These are the terms of the settlement. The parties cannot disparage each other's companies, services, or actions. So no smear campaigns or talking shit. Gorilla Glue Strains, which is now considered GG4. I've already heard that transition. GG well, number called, four. It's, it's been called GG4 for a long time. Yeah. As, um, like in uh, shorthand. Yeah. That's what they call it there in Oregon? Uh-huh. The Oregons call it 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they have 12 months to cease using the word gorilla or the, the image. Oregons. 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 Yeah, man. Uh, they can't use the image of a gorilla at all. Uh, I almost said no monkeys, but, but a gorilla is not a monkey. So in the nine-month period following December 18th, 2017... GG strains can only use the gorilla words, images, or trademarks preceded by a different name and the phrase formerly known as or within a history page on their website. So they could say formerly known as Gorilla Glue for nine months. So they have time to transition the business, which is cool. It's cool. Yeah. That, it's cool that they gave them that. Uh, they have to shut down GorillaGlue4.com. And transfer the website to Gorilla Glue Co. So they get access and ownership of their website. And uh, they have to get rid of their trademarks and all that. Dude, just call it fucking monkey glue. Right? Why can you not do that? Right? And then. It's because they're not fucking smart, dude. You would just turn around and go like, "All right, cool, no problem. I'll change the name." And then you get a real peculiar little like uh, ca- ca- cappuccini. Those little monkeys that are in the the squeeze box, where they're like, "Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo." You get the little monkey that dances. Is it called a cappuccini? <laughs> I think so. A cappuccino? No, not a cappuccino. Like a cappuccini. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> yeah, but why not? That's a great idea. But yeah, yeah, you just get a picture of him or like the little symbol monkey and you mm-hmm. call it m- monkey glue. See? Monkey glue number one. Mm-hmm. But these are these are things that are going to happen because now that weed is legal and this is an actual business, then it's not just something that we're calling it on the side. We can't just be like, oh, this is Michael Bolton because Michael Bolton is a registered trademark. You can't call something Michael Bolton because that's yeah, already, can, he already copywritten that shit. Fuck Michael Bolton. Have you seen Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine's Day special? I refuse. Dude, S- Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. He was the producer and like he wrote it and made it. And it's hilarious. It's funny. It's all about he has to save Christmas. Santa comes to him in February to save Christmas and that he has to make a sexy Valentine's Day special that'll make everybody fuck so that they'll have babies by Christmas so that Santa will be able to make presents because there's no babies. There's no demand for presents. And it's like the weirdest story. That sounds pretty fucking odd. Yeah, I still kind of refuse to watch it. It is. It's funny. You should check it out. Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. But... I was excited because Scott Ackerman was like, he produced it, so he was promoting it. And I was like, oh, shit. Otherwise, I wouldn't have watched it. If it was Michael Bolton's sexy Valentine's Day special, I'd be like, yeah, hard pass. (laughs) Thanks, bro. But I don't know. It was pretty funny. Uh, But what I was going to get at with this Gorilla Glue thing is that how long until they come after Girl Scout cookies? I love Girl Scout cookies. You know what? My dealer almost ran out yesterday, actually. Yeah. But uh, luckily enough, I was able to get um, some more Thin Mints and some more Tagalongs and some more Samoas and some more Savannah Smiles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't know what would have happened if you wouldn't have came through. (laughs) okay so this year with girl scout cookies has been insane everybody that i know has fucking girl scout cookies and it's it's like that sometimes it's like yeah weed's legal of course everybody's gonna have girl scout cookies (laughs) (laughs) is that it do you remember when they legalized weed in colorado and when the girl scouts fucking set up shop outside of a dispensary and they sold out uh, in like 20 minutes 
they, they, they've joked about that happening up here. Um, I've actually seen at the farmer's market I go to, um, one of the, one of my friends brought her daughter, who's a girl scout and she was posted up outside the, the farmer's market and they, she sold out. That's so. Yeah. I mean, I, I bought, I bought mad boxes of cookies for right? her. God, I got some right in the, right in the other room. I'm going to go get them as soon as we're done. <laughs> yep. But, yep. uh, yeah, I got fresh boxes, even unpopped. I'm yeah, like, mm, I don't, these are PUBG cookies. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I don't ever get Girl Scout cookies. I'm never like, I would never get bags of them. I'd tried them. I haven't tried all of them, but I would try like, you know, a thin mint here, peppermint cookie here, or a peanut butter fucking cookie or whatever it is. Yeah. And it was never really like my thing. I was more like a, like a brand whore, chips ahoy kind of guy. Yeah. And then for some reason, like I, okay, I was at work and this girl at work was like, Hey, do you want some cookies? And I was like, fuck yeah. Why would I not want cookies? And then she was like, what kind do you want? And I was like, what do you mean? What kind do I want? Like, are you going to make cookies? Like, what is this question that you're asking me? And she was all like, come to my car. So I go to her car and she has three bags of Girl Scout cookies and they're like different flavors. And she's like, what kind do you want? And I was like, Ooh, and I was like the pepper or the, why do I keep calling them peppermint? The peanut butter cookies. And she was like, boom, and kicked me down the whole bag. Right. Yeah. So I'm fucking macking these things just like all crazy. And they're the dankest thing ever. And I'm hella lit. And then I go back to work and in the fridge at work, there's a s'mores, like a little opened pack of Girl Scout cookie s'mores. And I'm like, ooh, what's with the s'mores? So I grab one out of there. It's the dankest thing I've ever eaten in my life. That was the first time I ever had the s'mores one. Mm. So I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. The the person who it belonged to, she got mad because I ate her s'more and she was like authentically upset. I had to give her two peanut butter cookies to match that one s'more. Even though she had like 12 s'mores left, that's how good they are. So I realized that I was like missing out this whole time. So later that afternoon, I'm driving past Albertsons and I see the Girl Scouts out front. Oh yeah. Fucking, I park in the handicapped spot, run up. And I'm like, two bags of s'mores, please. Fucking 10 bucks. Boom. And since then, it's been on. I haven't run out. I just keep um, I keep hitting them whenever I see them. Here's a little fun fact for you. Uh, campfire s'mores, like the graham cracker, the chocolate, the marshmallow. Yeah. Those were actually invented by Girl Scouts. Seriously? Yeah, that's a Girl Scout creation. Dang, that's crazy. That's like, that's the greatest concoction known to man. Right? And I mean, you're like you're like freezing to death, and and possibly even getting rained on, and you find this little like cave, and you build a fire, and then you bust out your graham crackers and heat up your mallo and melt your chocolate. Hell yeah! Nothing else matters in the world. Uh huh. No. Yeah, that's like that, like so much like, so much like satisfaction and like pleasure from eating a s'more when you're like in that situation that you just described. Like, how perfect would that moment be? Like, it would be one of those moments where it's like, I'll die right now. Kill me now. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This is amazing. This is all that matters. And that's the best. I think that if you're going to eat a s'more, you can eat a s'more in any environment. But, you know, a s'more is always better when you're at a campfire as opposed to just making it, like, say, on the stove at home. Now, see, my boys have not been privy to going camping yet. Um they have not experienced like a, a fire ring and like the whole like tents and all that good stuff. That's going to be cool. It will be very cool. But we do occasionally on a special night, we'll have s'mores in our fireplace. Yeah, that's dope. And they like that. And see, I think that's, that's kind of cool. So that's I, an in-between. I, I grew up only having s'mores while camping. Mm. So being able to like have s'mores in my house like whenever the fuck i want to right it's like hey i'm gonna build a fire why are you building a fire because i want to make some s'mores and it's on and it's on the real fire too yeah exactly you know? not not like no stove yeah it's so like there's, wood. i'm making wood fire so there's level one is the stove s'more level two yeah. is the indoor fireplace s'more 
level three is the campfire s'more. And what level about, what about what about what about the stoner s'more, bro? What just just cold? No, a torch. Okay, yeah, that that's I'm gonna say that is that is uh after stove oh. and before fireplace. Cause I'll sit down and fucking torch me. You're right. I'll turn my torch on. And you know and what? Turn I'm gonna my add it. in front of it. I'm gonna add it because I thought of it as I was going through. It came to mind and then I skipped it. But torch is in there, so it goes stove, torch, fireplace is number three. Yeah. Outdoor campfire is number four, and yeah. then number ten is when you're stranded in the rain alone. You're an eight year old girl, and you find a cave, start a fire, make a s'more. Yep. That's number 10. That's the bet. That's the only way to eat it. In my opinion, you could just identify as an eight year old girl. It's been done. And then go into the woods by yourself, get lost, make sure it's raining, go build a fire in a cave, eat a s'more. That'll be the best s'more you've ever had in your life. Uh huh. Forever. Forever. And probably the last s'more because you're going to die. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. We love you. Go ahead and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating and a review. If you like the show, let them know. If you hate the show, lie. Lies are fine. Yeah, lie. Go for it. Or you know what? You could tell the truth. That's fine. Get it off your chest. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll read it. Maybe I'll get angry. Maybe. And, uh, you shouldn't. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I'll go, ha. They, they, they're just having a bad day. Yeah, that happens. So, I mean, if I get angry, I'll just turn my, my, my anger into productivity and, like, make a good burger or something. Yeah, good angry burger. <laughs> yeah, angry burger. And just be like, ah, you motherfucker. All right. Well, that sounds good. I'm going to go make an angry burger right now. So leave us some uh, leave us some comments, some feedback on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review. And uh, always remember to to keep praying out there. Ricky Ticky Tang Tang, go eat an angry burger. Amenibus. Amenibus. Natural habitat recordings.